You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Maddie Moon. It's January the 31st, which means that tonight is a full moon, which means that I'm full of energy, which means that I am recording a podcast for you guys to enjoy. I am releasing today episode 189 of the show, another solo episode. So that's back to back of just me teaching. Today's episode is going to be a little bit on. I guess so to say the lighter side, because sometimes we talk about pretty deep topics such as failure and relationships and breakups and uh, releasing expectations and all those heavy things, which are also amazing and can potentially be light. But today we're going to be talking about how to connect deeply with someone quickly. I hear from a lot of women saying that they don't feel like they are connecting with people. They're surrounded by people, but they never really feel like they're seen or they're heard or maybe even they're appreciated. And creating friendships is pretty hard for them. And I absolutely understand this because I've been there. And what I can honestly say is that it was partly me. I was responsible. Yes, the other half of it could be that Back then, I was trying to connect with people who were not in integrity with the kind of friendships I wanted, but also I was attracting those people in because I was not even in integrity with myself and the kind of person I wanted to be to show up in friendships. And lately on Instagram, I have been posting quotes about love and what it really means to love someone. One of the quotes that I shared is that love is really all about coming from a place of service. Love is all about seeing someone and wanting them to be happy and doing things for them out of joy because you love them and because you know it'll make them happy, not doing things for people because you expect something in return. And whenever I used to see these kinds of quotes, I would read these and think to myself, oh man, I wish that I was receiving the love like this. I wish that I felt like the people around me were just giving to give and and all this stuff. Um, But the thing was that I never even once stopped to think if I was doing that, if I was showing up in my relationships as love in this beautiful way of just giving and not expecting anything in return. And the truth is, no, I wasn't. There was a relationship I was in for a year and a half, and I learned that the hard way because I started noticing my brain patterns of being like, well, I could do something sweet for my partner tonight, like bringing home dinner, but he hasn't brought me home dinner in a long time. Well, I could do his laundry, but he didn't sweep up, sweep up the floors after he 
did his whatever, his projects the other night. And since he didn't do that, then I'm not going to do this nice thing. And it was always like a tit for tat. And there was a book that I was recently reading and it was talking about this and it was saying, isn't it just so much easier to be single if you're going to, if the only way you know how to relate, have a relationship is a tit for tat, just easier to be single, right? Like, so just be single. Or if you want to have a fulfilling, loving relationship, learn how to love and not in a tit for tat style. Learn how to love for the sake of loving and give for the sake of giving. My mother has always told me that relationships are not 50-50. They're 100-100. And sometimes you're going to feel like you're giving 100 when the other party seems like they're giving 70. And vice versa, because life is all about waves and we're not always going to be in sync. But if someone else isn't showing up as 100% and then you pull back, they'll pull back even more and then they pull back and back and forth. Now this, this episode today is not about romantic relationships. It's about deeply connecting with people, period. That's all we're talking about today. These could be strangers, people you meet today, just about creating more connection. And the reason why this is so important to me especially, and hopefully to you guys, if not now, then maybe this will open your eyes. But so many times we just focus on this one kind of love that we want. We want romantic love. We want friendship, sure. We don't want to feel alone, sure. But we want romantic love. And so often we focus solely on this type of romantic love. And sometimes that means we're trying to turn people who are not meant to be our partners into our partners and we're getting frustrated and then resentment causes and all this stuff. But what if you approach life realizing that every single person you come into contact with today, you can connect with? How less lonely would you feel? They don't, you don't even need to know their name. You don't even need to be best friends or even friends. But the person that makes your coffee today, the person that you see at the gas station, when you go into your yoga class, the, the gal you, you are doing yoga next to, when you go to the the wine bar tonight, just the random guy sitting next to you. These people don't, they do not have to be your romantic partners. They don't even have to be on a first name basis, but you can still have the potential to connect with them. Now we are going to talk about names today because that is very important, but that doesn't mean to say that you, you cannot create connection with someone that you don't even know their name. I have experienced this a lot in my life recently because as I mentioned on a previous episode of the podcast, I believe it was the one on connection, an attachment. Uh, I talk about this experience, this very spiritual experience that I had where I had this like drowning meditation basically where I felt like I was drowning in this meditation and the one thing that kept coming up for me as I was basically dying was that I was so focused on one type of love I was missing out on all the other possible types of love. And even saying that out loud does not do justice what it made me feel like made me feel really horrible and really amazing at the same time it was like sad because I had spent all this time trying to put all these circles into a square and trying to make so many things work the way that I wanted them to work make this relationship be the perfect relationship that follows the path of marriage kids house all these different things and my heart was never really in it, but I was trying to live this black and white lifestyle where I thought I had to do these things. And because I was so focused on making these types of 
moves in my life with certain people, I was missing out on the beauty of simply connection with all sorts of people, all different shapes and sizes and backgrounds, people who don't even speak my language. And that's what I want to talk about today. So I'm actually going to give you some practical tips for creating connection with people quickly and deeply. This is an episode I highly recommend that you take notes for if you are someone that is interested in feeling more connected with people. I have heard a few times from listeners of the shows or clients or people saying, well, I know how to connect with people, but no one wants to connect with me. Or I really just, I really just want people to connect with me. If that's what you're saying, then I'm going to challenge you and make the assumption that the first part, the thing that you said that you know how to connect with people, you're still not there. Because if you truly know how to connect with people, it doesn't matter who starts it. It doesn't matter if you started or if they started, if you walk up to them or they walk up to you. The outcome of connection is so rich and so beautiful and it feels so good that it doesn't matter if you're the one starting it doesn't matter. So even if you think that you know how to connect with people and you know how to create uh, intimacy with people off the bat, I'm going to invite you to have a beginner's mindset and just try to put away that I already know this, I already know this, because I don't think we ever master the art of connection with people. It's a constant process of learning because every individual is different. And sometimes we go through phases where we feel really connected with the world, we're dating the world, we're dating ourselves, we're flirting with life, we're feeling sensual and vibrant and free, and then something tragic happens, the world happens, um, shootings happen, people in our family pass away and we get closed up. Our trust is broken, we get broken up with, we, we want to just close off from the world and we have to relearn how to connect. We have to relearn how to open up. So having a beginner's mindset in this arena is really beautiful and really beneficial because it allows you to keep learning and growing. And that's what this whole podcast is about. We talk about a lot of the same themes, but we come at it from a different angle. And today, that's what we're going to talk about. So this is going to be a shorter episode as what I'm thinking. I'm just going to talk a bit about some of these different ways that you can begin to connect with people. And I don't want to overload you with a million different things. Um, I will give you a couple book recommendations that you can check out at the end if you want to learn more about connecting with people. But for now, let's go ahead and get started with five different ways you can create connection quickly and deeply with others. The first thing is so important to me and it might not be quite as important to you but I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that you are someone who might possibly say I'm terrible with names I'm so bad with the names if someone tells you their name you're automatically like you might have to tell me a couple more times I'm so bad with names well here's the thing we're all bad with names all of us so it doesn't make you original or different or special or a little snowflake in this arena. You're probably a snowflake in many other arenas. But forgetting names is something that we all do. It's in our brain mechanisms not to want to remember these kind of tiny details. So that's why it takes a lot of conscious effort to remember someone's name on the first time, not without them having to tell you five times. Um, it takes it takes slowing down and it takes intention. It takes having a goal, a goal to remember this name and to remember remember this face. The number one thing for connecting with people 
on on this list is to remember someone's name. The sound of your name is the sweetest sound you will ever hear. On this show, you've probably heard a few times, maybe you haven't really noticed, but a lot of times my guests, they're very well uh, knowledgeable in self-development, personal growth, connection. And so if you ever listen to this show, you'll hear a lot of guests repeat my name back to me. They'll say, you know, Madeline, blah, 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 Madeline, blah, 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 blah. So these people that I have on the show have done this, this type. I can tell they've done this kind of work because it's normally not super instinctive to want to talk to someone and say their name back a few times it's you don't hear it all that often when someone is talking to you in mid-conversation they say you know Carrie or you know Grace um I want to talk to you about blah 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 or Grace how does that make you feel it's not super common so whenever that does happen normally you wake up in some way you're like oh They're saying my name. Oh, they remember my name if it's a new conversation. But it makes you feel so seen, so heard, so special. And I notice when my guests do that, and I'm like, okay, they're really on this whole connection thing. This is beautiful. They're saying my name. And I try to do that as well, and I try to do that in person more often when I'm having conversations with people. Uh, Just the other day, I was at this dance event, and I just sat down to kind of stretch and warm up. And this older gentleman, maybe around 55, 60 years old, just started talking to me and uh, we swapped names. His name was Eddie. And I purposely just thought to myself, like, Eddie, 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 Eddie. And I looked at his face and I was just like, Eddie, Eddie. (laughs) Um, Just really trying to commit it to memory. And within the first 10 minutes, I made it my goal to say his name at least at some point. So when we were talking, I said, well, what do you do, Eddie? And then he told me what he did, and then he asked me later, what brings you here today to this dance class, Madeline? And it's so, it's just this like secret, I got you, I know your name, I won't forget you. And it makes connection instantly, because it's intimate. Your name is intimate. The sound of your name is intimate. So if you really want to create some intimacy and some connection with people, and really feel like you're connecting with the world, and you don't have to wait for... You don't need to wait for a best friend or a, or a boyfriend or a, uh, a wife in order to start creating connection. You don't have to hold out for that. You can create it right now as simple as knowing people's names. Now here's your challenge for this. I'm gonna challenge you, next time you go to a restaurant, when your waiter comes up and says, hey, my name is Kevin, it's so great to meet y'all. Uh, have you been to this restaurant before? You say, hey Kevin, my name is Jane. My name is Carrie. Um, and this is Paul or whoever you're with swap names because in it and also even if they don't tell you their name hey have you ever been in this restaurant before you say what's what's your what's your name I didn't catch it and then they'll be surprised oh I'm Peter and then you say Peter great you can repeat it back to them that'll help you remember it Peter great I'm Carrie swap names because it's so much nicer to call over your waiter when you can say their name. And it might feel really weird and uncomfortable and awkward because you're gonna be doing something that a lot of people don't do, but just test it out and see how it makes them uh, appear. They may appear differently. They may appear a little bit more vibrant because they are serving you and that will make them feel like they're receiving connection. You know, so often we're waiting for people to come up and connect with us and, and be vulnerable with us, but yet we're not doing that for them. We're not being the catalyst. We're not starting this spark with people. We're waiting and waiting and waiting and everyone is waiting. 
So if you want to get something, become it first. Become it first. The second tip here is to learn people's favored senses. So this is from a book called How to Make Anyone Like You in 90 Seconds or Less. I'm going to give you a recap here. I will have a link to that book in the show notes for this. But here is a rundown. People are capable of filtering the world through one of three different senses. Visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. Knowing how a person filters the world will help you communicate with them better. So here's one example of visual. People who are mostly visual tend to think in pictures. They dress sharply because appearance, visual, and they talk very fast. These people use expressions like, how do you see yourself? Or I see what you're saying. If you ever watch a video of me, you will see that very often I am looking up when I'm talking to people. I don't really make eye contact when I'm speaking on podcasts or being interviewed. I look up to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right. That's the way I am processing their question, processing my answer. And people who look up to the left or the right, it's as if they're reading what they're about to say. They're seeing it first. This is visual. So the next time you have a conversation with someone and they are talking with you and they look up and they look left, right, left, right, left, right. They're a visual processor. That's how they are digesting and filtering the world. So you can use expressions such as, so how does, how does that look for you? How do you see yourself? Or I see what you're saying in order to connect with them more. That's a small thing, but it goes a long way. Auditory people. These people love conversation. They have a very fluid, melodic, expressive voice, and they enjoy words what did I write there? And they enjoy words as well as sounds. Oh, they enjoy words as well as sounds. They enjoy words as well as sounds. Okay, they have careers like law, broadcasting, and teaching. So they will say things like, that sounds familiar. Tell me more. And I didn't like the tone of his voice. Auditory people will look left to write as if they're looking at their ears. That feels super uncomfortable in my body. I don't think I ever do that. So I'm not an auditory person, but you will be able to tell if someone is auditory, if they're looking left to right as they speak or before they speak as they're processing what they're about to say, it's like they're looking towards their ears. And so to connect with these people, you can say things like sound, that sounds familiar, sounds, tell me more, tone, things that are very, like what I was saying in the description, very melodic, expressive. And the last one is kinesthetic. These people like solid things they can feel. They have lower voices. They like textured clothing and tend to speak slowly. They say things like, how do you feel about that? And I'll get in touch with her. Touch, feel, very, very sensory. It is all about this tangible aspect of a conversation. So these people will look down to either side. I tend to do this as well, but the description doesn't match me too well when it comes to lower voices and speaking slowly, because if you listen to this show, you know I speak very fast. So I think that might be my uh, second, my second preferred filter of the world after visual and then auditory is last. So ask yourself, where do you look whenever you're talking, whenever you're processing something? Are you looking up, left and right? Are you looking side to side? Are you looking down, left to right? If you struggle to know how to communicate with someone, maybe someone's kind of awkward or maybe you're just 
you're just completely opposite people. You're like this dreaded hipster wearing plaid and you're talking to someone that's like a 55-year-old bus driver living in Wisconsin. Well, where are they looking? By looking at their eyes, you will know which favor, which sense they favor, sorry. You'll be able to know which sense they favor and how to speak their language. Okay, number three. Ask thoughtful questions about what they are speaking about. This is huge. And now that I've woken up to this, I notice how many people do this, including myself sometimes. When someone's telling a story and you're out to eat with, with a friend or a group of you, we, we listen to people's stories and they're so passionate and they're so excited about what they're talking about. And they're like, oh, the center stage, it's mine. I'm speaking. This is exciting. Woo. And then immediately, immediately when they're done talking, someone just quickly rushes in and says, me too. Oh my gosh. There's this one time that I went to Thailand and I got to ride an elephant and oh my God. And what we think we're doing or what we hope that we're doing is that we're connecting more is by having a similar story. Oh, me too. I'm connecting if I say me too, right? Wrong. What that does, it immediately takes the brightness out of someone's eyes. It dims it all, puts a wet blanket over what they were just saying. And any, any potential conversation that could have been about them to make them feel really awesome and special and heard and seen is just gone. Because now all of a sudden we're talking about ourselves. There's nothing that we love more than to talk about ourselves. It's true. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love talking about myself. Hello, I have a show. I mean, talking about ourselves is great, but that disconnects us. That disconnects us from people. And what my show has actually taught me a lot of is learning how to slow down and listen. As an interviewer, I ask questions. I ask questions. I ask questions. And then sometimes every now and then um, I try to connect by sharing my own personal insider story and I will do the, the same in coaching. Coaching is all about questions. It's not about me. It's about the person sitting in front of me. Question, question, question. And every now and then when it's applicable, I can share something about my own history and story to add, add some aspect of me too that'll make people feel not alone. But that is in the form of connecting. What we often do in our daily life is disconnect from people. And we take away any potential connection we could create. Because we think, oh, well, they just shared this story. So if they shared the story, then it's my turn now. And I'll share a story. And then you're just constantly trying to add value to a conversation rather than seeing the value that it already provides. If someone is telling you a story about their recent adventure, their weekend, their life, or a problem... I invite you, this is your challenge, I invite you to really be present and slow down and stick with it. I know you want to talk about yourself, we all do, and there's nothing wrong with that, but know that you will get your chance, and know that in order to create connection, you need to listen to the person that is trying to connect to you. You need to show them that you are invested in this time with them. By asking them more questions or letting them have the floor, or diving in deeper to what they just said, that's gonna make them feel really good and they're going to like you more. They're going to like you. Because that no, everyone likes someone who's interested in their life. It makes them feel amazing, especially in this world where people are too quick to move on to, to a topic about themselves. So do that. And I promise you, once you start doing this, you'll start to realize just how often people try to do this beach ball thing where they get the ball and they run off and the story is about their life. I was at a dinner the other night and just after everything that this 
the table was saying, this one person kept saying, oh, that never happens to me. Well, I do this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and then everyone else would start talking. Someone would talk about how they're vegan or vegetarian. And then he says, well, I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. Okay, cool. Back to the other people who are talking. There's nothing wrong with this, like I'm saying, but it certainly does block any potential conversation. Yes, I am not vegan, but I would still love to know why this person chose to be vegan. Tell me more. What started this? Is this animal reasons or is it health? Because people love talking about themselves. So connect with people more by allowing them to have the floor and by investing in them and showing that you're interested by asking questions, thoughtful questions about what they're speaking about. Number four, don't interrupt. I'll, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say something that I find very true. Men, uh, no, I won't even say men. I'll say women get interrupted more. Women get interrupted a lot more. I was going to say men interrupt women more because most men do not interrupt men as much as they interrupt women. And But it, the, same tr- the same goes true for women interrupting women. That's true. That happens all the time in my life. We interrupt each other. So let's really focus on not interrupting. Just sit back, breathe, relax, and absorb, listen. Think about what questions you want to ask people, but don't interrupt. There's definitely a time or place if you have a friend who never gives you the floor um, to, to, to start talking about yourself and see how that goes. But don't interrupt them. Let them finish what they're saying because that's a sign of respect. And if you're interrupting them, you're really, what you're really saying is what, whatever you're saying right now is not that important. What I'm saying is... So number four, don't interrupt people. Slow down. Slowing down is like the theme of this entire show. It just slowing down, being present. Slowing down is going to allow you to create more connection with people. Breathing, listening. You've got nowhere to be, nowhere to go. Be in the moment. Five, acknowledge them on something that they probably aren't often recognized for. So rather than saying something that they probably hear often, which is still a wonderful compliment, such as you have a beautiful smile, you can say you have a really warm energy. You have a really warm energy. I feel really nurtured around you. Rather than saying you're cute, you can say you have a gift for making people feel really comfortable. You are still 110% allowed, uh, encouraged to compliment people on whatever you want to compliment people on, whether that's their looks, their energy, their their passion, their job, their um, presence. Compliment them on anything you want, but I want to encourage you to compliment people on things that they probably aren't complimented on. I, I've been doing this a lot recently, and sometimes it is looks. I was at an acro yoga workshop recently, and this woman had the most beautiful canines I'd ever seen. They're just like really sharp, and I guess I just, I'm a very, I'm a Leo, I'm very primal, I'm all about like the sharp canines, and I just told her like, you have the most beautiful canines I've ever seen, and I think she was kind of like, whoa, that's weird, but thanks, <laughs> um, and this other woman had the most stunning eyebrows, just so dark and so full. And I was like, you have just the most gorgeous eyebrows. And learning how to compliment women on looks, that is one beautiful way to get past that competition that our society has with women and women of, oh, your beauty is a threat to mine. Learn how to start complimenting people, whether it be on what I was saying, very unique um, things that they probably aren't complimented on or even looks, that's totally fine as well. If you're not used to even giving people compliments, start wherever you're comfortable with. But I dare you this week to say what's on your mind. If you see someone wearing something beautiful 
or something about them is beautiful or you feel a certain way around them. I know I certainly have friends who when I'm around them, I just feel bubbly, I feel vibrant or I feel safe. I have friendships that make me feel safe that just, ah, there's this one guy in my acro community who every time I, I play with him, and when, when I say play, that's like an acro term for doing acro together. When we jam, when we play, I feel so safe. I feel so comforted. I just kind of feel like home. Like I, and he's just a friend, a lovely friend. And I told him, like, you are just one of the nicest people I've ever known. And that just made his day. You know, something like that. You, you, you can think it and never speak it. But whenever you're not speaking it, you're missing out on a very beautiful opportunity to connect. Okay, so I lied. There's not just five. There is six. Six ways to connect with people quickly and deeply. Number six is body language. Be very aware of your body language. Number one, the easiest thing you can do, face your heart towards them, heart to heart. Don't cross your arms and look them in the eyes. That's three things right there. Heart to heart, face them. Don't cross your arms and look them in the eyes. The eye thing might take a while to get used to. Totally fine. If you need to look at their mouth or you need to dart your eyes a little bit, go for it. But the North Star is to be able to look at people in their eyes. So I'm going to encourage you to just hold eye contact on Wow. Hold eye contact just a little bit longer this week with someone that you're familiar with or comfortable with or someone you don't know. Maybe that's easier. So when you're going to get your coffee, and the barista's looking at you asking for your order, look at them in the eyes, smile, face your heart towards them, and tell them your order. You know, something as simple as that. If they have a name tag, go on and add another, another challenge. Say, thank you, Peter, for my coffee. Thank you. And then you can even add another one and then compliment on them on something. Say, this is the best latte I've ever had. You did an amazing job. Or say, wow, you're super fast and efficient at your job. Thank you for doing what you do. You can do all this. That's the beautiful thing about what we're capable of. We are capable of connecting on a deeper level with anyone in the world. So if you are struggling with feeling lonely, feeling lonely and feeling isolated, I encourage you to stop waiting for other people to fix that for you and for you to start creating that connection that you crave. And you're going to start attracting more and more and more. That's how the law of attraction works. The law of attraction is all about becoming what it is that you want. Become it and you will watch that you start to attract it. You will see that people in your life start to pop up who do the same thing you do, who are eager for connection, creating connection, and they will begin to approach you first. But first, instead of waiting for that to happen, instead of waiting for other people to come to you, I encourage you to do all of these things for others. Begin creating connection now. So the book that I mentioned earlier that's a great book for this is How to Make Anyone Like You in 90 Seconds or Less. I also love How to Win Friends and Influence People, an amazing book. Highly recommend that. I um, will have both of those links on the show notes for this. You can go to Amazon to get that. I will also have the Audible link. If you have not listened to Audible before and you want to get a free audiobook, I have a code for you audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings. You can get a free book. And I'm sure one of these books are on there for free. Again, that's Audible. And last but not least, there's uh, a spot open in my coaching practice. So if you are interested in taking your life to the next level, unraveling perfectionism, moving forward in this online business idea you have, breaking through body image barriers, finding a relationship that you crave, 
And if you want to learn how to connect with people more, maybe move across the country. I have clients moving left and right and we create plans to figure out how to move or creating these online businesses. Anything that you are working on creating right now and you are eager to get some insights, some accountability, some coaching, and you're ready for the commitment and you're ready for the time investment, you're ready to really commit to yourself, then you can go to maddiemoon.com slash coaching and check that out. I would love to receive your application and I will, re I will reply back to you right after I look that over. Last but not least, okay, for real this time, last but not least, if you have not yet downloaded the free PDF that I created for you of my top 100 plus favorite books right now, you can get that by going to maddiemoon.com slash free gift, 100 plus books, free PDF, all for you. All your books for the next few years will be in there. Trust me, amazing books. So I hope you enjoy that if you've already downloaded it. All of these links, you guys, will be on the show notes for this episode. This is episode 189, all about connecting deeply and quickly with people. I will see you guys next week for another incredible episode. Until then, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Talk to you soon.